The hosts of this podcast are professional Christians, and while they do have all the answers, none of them claims to be inerrant. Well, infallible maybe. If the views and content of this show leave you upset or disappointed, just remember, this is just for funsies. Welcome to Spiritual Undirection, a lighthearted podcast about life's most important questions. I am stole-wearing Bible teacher Christopher Seals. And I am passing from the right to the left, John Bennett. So progressive. So progressive. And I... Is it left to right? Oh, gosh. Here we go. I can't No, it's like from from right to left, like, just like that's because the university's brainwashed you. Sorry, Wayne. Carry on. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Oh, my goodness. And I'm uh, Pastor Wayne David Randolph, and around my neck is a lay made of dollar bills, yo. Oh, dollar bills. Nice. As we go, I live together. I don't know any of the words of that song. Friends I know that. Forever. I do feel like it's English. Cash so. rules everything around me. Never That's mind. right. Sorry. Yeah. I love Tupac. Yep. Hey, did you guys ever decorate your hats? Your caps? No, we no, weren't allowed dude. to. Thanks for bringing it up, you lemon. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Do you say you lemon? Yeah, sorry. That's a quote from Cars. Um, when the really old car lady from Cars 1, where she is talking about her husband, and then someone's like, he's been dead for like 13 years. And she's like, then why are you bringing him up, you lemon? Anyway. It's interesting fruit to choose. Yeah, right. Well, because it's Cars, a lemon. Oh, like the lemon law. Oh my goodness, John! Would you John, like me that to draw took a long time, you? dude. I feel like you've maybe got lemon. like chicken. I feel like you got cream of chicken in your in your brain. Yeah, maybe lemons wow. aren't used in Gothic literature very often. It's too bright of a fruit. <laughs> it's only like pomegranates and stuff. I have to believe. Somebody... I have to believe that the the Hasselhoff uses lemon on his uh, uh, on his wait, schnitzel. We just started the episode. Uh, we don't want to go back into those waters. Nope. Everybody likes lemon on their schnitzels, all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, well, hey, it's graduation season. That's and, right. Um, with it comes various pageantries and also the superlatives mm, that you find in yearbooks or even at prom. So I was wondering, I'm going to give you some superlatives and you tell me a biblical character that might win that award. Okay, I like it. Cool. Is one of them most likely to marry an AI? Uh, <laughs> no, no, but you know what? If you have somebody in mind, go ahead. John the Baptist. Uh, <laughs> Dude, cam- camel skin, locusts, and AI. Just It just seems like it fits. Uh, I would say I would say Paul, because he's all about, like, don't get married unless you have to. And then he could be like, but it's not actually to a woman. So so, so it's totally fine, guys. Yeah. Totally fine, guys. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like Gideon would get talked into it you know what i mean hmm. i just feel like he'd be like he would be chatting with an ai and not know it's an ai but be like so committed too deeply already that he's just like okay well i guess <laughs> this is i, guess I should now. follow through on this yeah <laughs> I, I feel like solomon would would need to add that to his collection yeah oh that's true yeah yeah okay right. so basically anyway. we understand the game go for it john yeah okay. you got it all right so let's start with an easy one um 
who would be most likely to get caught skinny dipping? Oh. To get caught skinny dipping. See, the was, caught is the thing that trips me. I was like, David, obviously, but then was caught. It, was it, um, oh, dang it. It's been a while. Which, which, uh, gospel author includes the naked dude? Is that Mark? Is that Mark? That's Mark. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mark the streaker. Um, I think that I one see, would yeah, work. Mark the streaker. Maybe that starts a pattern. Maybe that's like his little calling card. Yeah. Is that whenever he shows up in the Bible, he's always, oops, I'm naked. You know, that one naked guy. Yeah. <laughs> you guys remember him. Wasn't that funny? When our Lord and Savior was getting arrested. You all remember that comedic relief <laughs> moment. If I would have known it's going to be this uh, kind of party, I would have tuck off my clothes and streak did it. What, what if it was John the Baptist and Jesus goes in to get baptized? He's like, John, are you wearing clothes? <laughs> no. Do you think if they well, farted during baptism back then, like, do you think that it bothered them like it bothers us now? Or was it just like, oh, okay. You farted. You, really you farted. Like ah, you farted. No big deal. You just farted. Ah, you farted. And it's a river, so like the bubbles would appear like a few feet downstream. So no one knows. No one has to know. Oh, that's yeah. nice. I, you know, it's okay. Actual exegesis thing here. Um, is John the Baptist wore camel's skin um, as his clothes, but the like supposedly it's he's mimicking Elijah. But when you read the Hebrew, apparently the Hebrew is not very clear if he wore camel skins or if Elijah was just such a hairy man that it looked like he was made of camel skins. Mm. And so I'm just imagining a very hairy John the Baptist. That's just totally nude. That's amazing. Okay. Okay. Um, That's like your nightmare wait. when you get into a hot tub. Like Esau? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, it's afterwards. Oh, true. Yeah. My, my actual answer is Ham, the son of Noah. Oh, okay. my gosh. Because he's going Ham? No. Nice. That's horrible, dude. I love it. <laughs> I was going to say Jonah, but... Yeah, your guys is good, way better. Ham, Ham's the one well, that found do... Noah naked, right? Yeah. 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 I was going to do uh next one, best haircut. Oh, best haircut. Caesar, of course. Caesar, yeah. uh, of Elijah? course. <laughs> I would, I'm going to go with Samuel. I feel like Samuel, not Samuel, sorry, not Samuel. Uh, what's his face? Samson. Um, like Samson would have pulled off one of those Chris Hemsworth bits where like he was Thor with long hair until Ooh. Thor Ragnarok. And then you're like, oh, the short hair. Okay. Um, and then his eyes were gouged out. So that's kind of a downer, but. We're not, we're not looking at his eyes. It's not best yeah. eyes. You know, nice. it's fine. Not best eyes, best hair. Yeah. What if they ironically chose Elijah? Mm. <laughs> and then all of a sudden like the kids who voted for him got like attacked with a bunch of bears <laughs> <laughs> okay baldy yeah yeah congratulations nice hair baldy ah the bears um i'm gonna go with um oh bathsheba Mm. Uh, yeah that's right she always had that slicked back look am i right i mean something about the way her hair looked was worth killing her husband or trying to kill him i'm sure he was looking at her hair wayne (laughs) well that leads to the next one um (laughs) uh okay so Bathsheba leads to the next one best couple oh best couple I feel I feel Anna, like the ironic Anna vote I, would be Judah. I was gonna say, 
Ananias and Sapphira, the dead, the dead ones. <laughs> Sorry. Best couple. Or uh, Jezebel. What were you going to um, say, Chris? The I was going to say the um, uh, not the obvious ironic vote would be Judah and Tamar, because um, wow. Jonah and the was, Jonah and the it, whale. It, it was her. It was her father-in-law. Oh, you know, yeah, gross. Um, well. Obviously, the Catholic answer is Mary and Joseph. So, oh yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah, or even um, I guess we could do Hosea and Gomer. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it's a good redemptive story by the end. There's the whole Sol- adultery and prostitution bit, but Solomon, Solomon uh, and his wives. <laughs> <laughs> and the that's- award goes to a thousand people. There must be an error. <laughs> uh, good old okay, King Salsa. Uh, Let's do valedictorian. Oh. You can't choose Jesus. Paul. Valedictorian. Yeah, Paul would be the valedictorian, and everyone would freaking hate him for it, huh? Yep. Oh, can you imagine his speech? Well, I guess you can, because he basically <laughs> gave him a bunch of times. He gave a lot of them. I am the Jew of Jews. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, we get it. Tribe of Benjamin, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Circumcised on the 432nd day. I get it. I get it. You lit enough already. <laughs> And everybody would be hoping that it would be Peter or somebody else, but it's it's Paul. Peter, yeah, because Peter be... was hoping it would be Peter. <laughs> because Peter's speech would be like, so long, stinkies. Yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting be so long for this. <laughs> uh, all right, final one. Um, most likely to live in a van down by the river. Oh. That's John the John Baptist. John the Baptist sure, is way too easy. Said too yep, times. I was just saying. I'm sorry. Well, he, you know, he wins a lot of awards. You know, everybody's got that one person in the class. That's, that... that's true. I also feel like Jephthah seems like that kind of guy. Who? My great great grandfather. Your great great grandfather's name was Jephthah. Jephthah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, boy. Jephthah Randolph. Yeah, boy. Rolls right off the tongue. Yeah, he's a dirt farmer. <laughs> a dirt farmer in Iowa. What does that mean? What is a dirt farmer? Uh, during during the the Dust Bowl and the Depression and something else with a D. I still don't understand what it. What is a dirt fi- dirt farmer? Uh like they. It, it's like they moved around from spot to spot trying to to make it work. Yeah. Uh, hey Chris. Okay. Yeah. Dirt finder though is the name of a <laughs> dating app. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'll have to bleep that. All right. Well. <laughs> This is a Christian Answers podcast. We pull questions from online questioners and life experiences. If you have a question for us, you can tweet using the hashtag SpiritualUndirection. You can also send us a question on our website, SpiritualUndirection.com. Wayne, how else can they reach us? Um, if you'd like to, we are currently accepting um, toadstools. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll just, if you if you know what I'm talking about, then you know what I'm talking about. Because yeah. the power-ups. Yep. Oh, we have a new one after last episode. You can actually um, stick a post-it note to Wayne's new implants. Oh, that's right. That's right. My Botox (laughs) buttocks. His Botox buttocks. Yep. Hey, did you guys see the Mario movie, by the way? So good. No. Okay. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) Does he he eat mushrooms and power up? I I love it. I love it so much. How do we... How do we get from implants in the buttocks to Mario? Um, I think it's pretty obvious, John. You just went to, <laughs> I think you're just trying to Toadstool. Ignore. Toadstool. Yeah. There oh, Princess Peach. Uh, well, 
I don't know. I'm uncomfortable. I haven't seen the movie, but if she's in the movie, I'll be uncomfortable now. Um, Wasn't well, the peach the emoji for the butt? Come on, dude. Oh, I get it. Is there a Princess Peach in the movie? Oh, my gosh. You guys, I'm over this. Is there? <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Is there? Uh, no. Yes. There is? Who plays her? Whoever the princess is. Is it Scarlett is. Johansson? Oh, okay. I don't know if that's Peach or if it's the other one. It is Peach because he sings about her. <laughs> Billions of peaches. Peaches, 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 peaches. Peaches come uh, in a can. Hey, apparently the lead singer of Presidents of the United States of America, um, the guy who sings that song, he he started doing children's music and apparently it's pretty good. Oh, like they might forgot his name. Like they might be giants. Go- no, that's different. Um, I'll I'll Google it when Wayne's talking later. Whoa. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Uh, All right, I have a core question here. Um, yes. This is kind of goes with the game that John suggested. Um, how did Jesus choose his disciples? I'm thinking we could come up with a list of criteria that we think Jesus utilized in order to select his disciples. Because yeah. at like first glance, it kind of seems pretty random, but maybe there's a rhyme and reason that just isn't explicitly stated in scripture. How did Jesus I, choose the disciples? Uh Backward design, you know, a good lesson plan idea. Um, he knew, like, he wanted some good metaphors and parables. So he had to get some fishermen because, you know, that's a sweet metaphor, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, needed a, one of them's a tax collector, right, Matthew? Yes. Yep. Um, so all sorts of stuff about money and talents and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think you had to find people where the metaphors were right. Got you. Okay. I like that's that. one. Right um, metaphors. I think. I think. I also think. I wonder. Kind of piggybacking off of that. What if it's like a um, like he also wanted jokes to be like a good setup. Mm. You know, like when he, whenever he went into town, someone could be like, "All right, this is going to seem like a joke, but a tax collector, a zealot, and a fisherman walked into a bar." Um, and then and the, and a rabbi. And, <laughs> and a rabbi, and then a demon possessed guy was healed. That's actually just the story. It wasn't a joke. I promise. <laughs> Uh, I also yeah, okay. I also think that um, because the sun was out a lot, he wanted to make sure that their guns out looked good, and so mm. he was he looked at aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. This episode's released on May 18th, so I feel like that's a good reminder for all of us. A public service announcement: just uh, suns out, guns out. Make sure your uh, your summer Chris. bod's ready. Chris. Chris seals. Yeah. A dirt farmer is a farmer who ekes out a living from a farm on poor land, typically without the help of hired labor. Oh, okay. Were you Googling that while I was talking just to get back at me? No. <laughs> yes. Yes, I was. Uh, <sighs> did it feel good or did it hurt your feelings? It felt so good. It uh, felt good. It always hurts. Yeah. Like, never mind. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um, they had to... They really had to know their schist. <laughs> like well, I've already forgot what schist is. Is that a rock? It's a rock. Yeah. So they That's like right. their geology. If they're going to travel over the land, they really needed to know their schist. That's right. And as Jesus gave his teachings, they needed to know how to polish up those gems and look at it from different angles. Thank you. Mm. They're they're so multifaceted. Mm. Yeah. What if it was like a survival slash dating show kind of thing, where like you get a rose if you move on to it. the next round. Yeah. Or Jesus had them do like some crazy tasks and whoever 
one got immunity. And he did He did have that group of 70, and then there was the 12 mm-hmm. and the three, and I think usually we think of them as all being concurrent, but maybe he started with 70, and then like through progressive challenges, whittled down to the 12 and then the three. My favorite uh, episode was that one challenge when he changed the water into wine, and then they had to do the blind taste test, and actually like they had to name the mm-hmm. grape. Like the origin, right. oh, that one was yeah. incredible. So now you're getting the now you're getting like the Food Network. That's amazing. Right. Oh, yeah. guys, I'm working. I'm working on a sermon. Nice. <laughs> well, I, actually, it's a um, the varietal. If they had too much, it was called Sinfindel. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice, Doug. Nice. Good job, Chris. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Wayne. You're you're working on a sermon. Oh, I was just. I was going to change the topic to tell you that um, there's some food Food Network shows on that, like, I found myself weeping over. It's <laughs> amazing. Oh, they're so beautiful. They're so beautiful. Like, like the like the metaphor thought, of like people sharing breaking bread at the table and yeah. I thought you're like weeping over because it's like butchering like baby animals. Mm. <laughs> oh it's, no, it's I'm like I'm so the, okay the with the veal and foie special. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't I don't I don't want to know where it came from. What you have to do is you have to brine the veal in the tears of other cows. Uh, <laughs> First thing you have to do is you have to name the baby <laughs> the baby goat or the baby uh, cow. Uh-huh. <laughs> it just gives it a certain the essence when you do so. Yeah. yeah. And you have to like talk really mean to it for a solid three months and then talk nice to it for like three hours right before you butcher it. Oh, yeah. Use the baby voice too. Uh-huh. No, there'd be too much cortisol pumping through that meat. Oh. Cortisol is what makes it taste good, Wayne. Oh, we went dark, Chris. <laughs> um, by the way, Caspar Baby Pants is the name of Chris Balu, the President of the United States of America's. Um, Kids, baby, and, Caspar and, baby, and pants. by the way, Soylent Green is people. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <clears throat> it is people. Thanks, Charlton. Thanks. Well, okay. So I feel like this did is we, a good time. Wait, did we answer her question? What was the yeah. question? Oh yeah. Oh, like, how do he choose his disciples? Like, okay, so he could yeah. set up jokes. Yeah. And survivor. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Who do? You, who was the last? Who made it then? Who made the cut? Which of the disciples do you think? Because I think Peter outed himself at the last minute by denying him. So I mean, John won Survivor Challenge. Absolutely, well, he's the one. He's the one that Jesus loved. Mm-hmm. He got the rose. That's right. That's why he didn't die. That's why his gospel's mm-hmm. dope. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he he definitely wrote the beautiful love poems to Jesus. I mean, not really poems, but he had some good prose. I get you. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of beautiful love poetry, this is a question from Reddit. The username is Manic Impressive. Mm, ah, okay. Cool. All right. I like All that. Right. That's nice. Do you just yeah. choose Cunning. the questions based off the screen names? Sometimes. Nice. So, <laughs> so Manic Impressive asks this question. Why do Christian marriages always appear utterly picture perfect? Because mm, they are. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Always. To verify. Got him. Yeah. Uh, um, well, I don't know. I think I think we might have talked about this before, but I I think similar to like Mormon marriages are always pictures. Per- well, not like the sister wives version, but like the mainstream Mormon versions of marriages. Always. Unless that's perfect. your thing, bro. Yeah. Well. That's ah, a good qualification, those- though. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think that there's like a, um, I think there's a lack of an understanding of grace that makes people think that that's how you win the Christian game is by looking perfect. Mm. Explain. And, and Colgate. Um, Colgate helps a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that like, especially, well, even the fact that the question asker asks that question kind of already feeds into this like vibe that people are putting off of the vibe that their marriage is perfect. Um, cause I think that any marriage that is fully transparent, like then you realize, Oh yeah, they have problems just like me. Um, but the kind that make people be like, Oh, that's a perfect couple. Um, those, I think that you have to put in some effort to give off that vibe. And so I, I think, yeah, a lack of understanding of grace is like, well, um, well, one, you can't screw up and you can't make mistakes. And so you have to like cover things up, which is why, I mean, the divorce rate among Christians is almost the same as divorce rate among non-Christians. It's different for regular churchgoers, but anyway, um, I think, so not only is it a grace thing, um, but I also think it's a, like a shame thing that like people feel like they have to like make everything look good. Mm. I don't know. So that's, that's the cynical view of the question asker. What if they actually are saying like the churchgoers and their marriages now they're not perfect, right? Yeah, yeah. But what is it about a Christian marriage for people who go to church that maybe makes that relationship more, I don't know, conducive to being a good relationship. Mm. That's a good one. Wayne. Uh, we keep space for the Holy spirit when we're dancing. Nice. Yep. 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 Cause nothing good happens. Um, the Bible, the Bible endorses me being the man of the house. Mm-hmm. And that's right. Um, and she has to submit and follow your leading. She has to submit. Hierarchy is important. She mm-hmm. only she only gets to talk to me when she has her head covering on, and so I like mm-hmm. I like those rules. So that's that's well, that's if she's prophesying, Wayne. Let's not. I mean, I don't want to split hairs, but mm-hmm. well, that might be your denomination. But but if she wants to talk that's to me, point. she's going to wear a head covering. That's a good point. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we have thirty thousand denominations. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that's okay. about it. Question answered. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I think that there's um, obviously... Okay, so Gary Thomas wrote his book, Sacred Marriage, which his central thesis is marriage... Um, God created marriage not to make us happy, but to make us holy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that there's something about um, not obsessing about the relationship, but having something else to focus on that makes the relationship more healthy. Um, I think that when it's just about me and my wife and making sure that we're good, you can almost obsess over it and it almost can create like a negative feedback loop where then you get nitpicky or like offenses can pile up or like, it's like the, the high school couples that you see, um, that like, they're always having a conversation about their relationship. Whereas I think within like a, like within, if God is the center of a relationship, like, I think even that's such a cliche, but I think, um, if, if there's something, some other reason outside of your relationship for which the relationship exists, like the moments when the relationship isn't great, um, you still have a thing to drive you towards repentance and getting better and being better human beings, um, which then allows you to grow and then be close again, because 
there's something beyond the relationship that is driving it to get better. Yeah. And if you, if you are living to serve others, then it doesn't leave a lot of room for selfishness. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah. And like your whole idea that, you know, if we, if we're obsessing about a relationship and that's everything, right. Even if it's not like offenses, but then you may have this thing where you don't feel adequate or yep. if you're not pleasing that person, then you're like, you're just constantly being tormented and suffering. Yep. Oh, if you like eat the Oreos that they had saved for themselves, they <laughs> hadn't eaten for like three months, you know, uh, just, yeah. you can, like, continue to obsess over that and like beat yourself up over it and right. wonder what's wrong with you, you know? Totally. Yep. I, uh, I think that, uh, in terms of Christians and marriage, I, th- I think that, um, really taking a look at the Trinity and spending some time there and I guess contemplating the Trinity, um, it has a really big impact like on all my relationships, but especially like my marriage relationship. Mm. Can I make sure we're, we're talking about the right Trinity? Are we talking about Destiny's Child or Hanson? Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was thinking um, Destiny's Child for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you like it, then you should put a ring on it. Yeah. Oh, I forgot TLC. But oh, Miss, don't go chasing you know, waterfalls. Don't Miss, go chasing waterfalls. Miss Knowles, right. Miss Knowles is is a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, Beyonce. Beyonce. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyways, I, I I just think that that idea of like. That the divine is constantly giving and receiving, but even like that receiving part of like, I don't know. There's there's just there's so much humility that is involved in that mm-hmm. that uh, that dance, if you will. That I think it it speaks volumes to what a marriage can can be. Mm. That's awesome. You are. Mm. Do you think if Beyonce? <clears throat> was like laying down in the grass if Jay-Z ever like had a gun uh, and like sat on her and was like I'm the third gunman on the grassy knoll oh this is so <laughs> terrible <laughs> really bad <laughs> well let's let's see if there's any better ones in this uh, next edition of thanks for understanding. <laughs> you like that segue guys it's the worst that was seamless I was like, there's got to be a way I could squeeze a pun into the end of this conversation. And I did it. I feel like I did it very seamlessly. Um, oh, you could have done something with Destiny's Child. <laughs> oh, dang it. That would have been way better instead of um, intimating that Jay-Z carried firearms and stepped on his partner. Okay. Um, well, if you're new to this podcast, this is a segment where um, I come up with a pun or John comes up with a pun. This time it's mine. Um, and oftentimes it has something to do with Christianity. And it is a pun. We'll read a clue and then we see who gets the pun first, Wayne or John. You guys yes. ready for this? Mm-hmm. It can only get better from here. <laughs> All right, here's the first one. When Bob and Larry get sold for cheaper. Uh, Bob and Larry Bob. get sold for cheaper? Yeah, um, Bob and Larry is, is that is that VeggieTales? That's VeggieTales mm-hmm. stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. it's sold for cheaper. Uh, what's the biblical term for that? Um, you could replace it um, cheaper with bargain. Uh, ve- veggie under the tables. 
I didn't say illicit. Because uh, uh, what do you call it when you get something for cheaper? Discount. <laughs> A bargain. You're so Ohio. Oh my gosh. A bargain. Bargain. Uh, bargain. It's another word. What's another word besides discount? <laughs> Dollar store. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you're, if you're vending things from your garage, is called a veggie sales. There it is. Veggie sales is the answer. <laughs> veggie <laughs> Got him. sales. Uh, okay. <laughs> Great start, guys. <laughs> Great start. We're on sharpest attack. All right. Next one. Sunday school kids groan when they learn that they have to recall these Nissan compact cars with their reference. Nissan, con- uh, Nissan Sentra, Maxima. Smaller. Sentra. <laughs> uh, s- Nissan. What do you have cars. to recall? What do you have to recall with your re- with their references from Sunday school? Verse, Versa. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a it's a what Versa? Nissan Versa. No. <laughs> when you have to recall them using your hip memory, Versa. memory, 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 Versa. memory Versas. There it is. It's memory Versas. Good job, guys. Uh, right next. How the Spice Girls feel about Zig Zig Ah, and also a Baptist kids club. If you want to be my baby. If you want to be my baby back ribs, chilies. <laughs> if you I want to be my baby, I wanna. There it is. Are you sure it's not chilies? It's I wanna. I wanna is the answer. <clears throat> All right. This is a mini series following stories of Elsa in her first century context. Okay. Frozen. You're just missing a definite article. The Frozen. The Frozen. There it is. Get it like The Chosen? Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm Wayne, a... have you answered any of these? I literally just got freaking Awana. That's true. You did just get Awana. It's right, it's right. Gosh. <laughs> All right. That's this... not fair because I'm Catholic. That's true. <clears throat> All right. Next one. This is actually the last one. Okay. When you let it shine like Jesus said with your shirt off. Like Jesus said, you let it shine. Tan. Let it shine like Jesus said. Wayne. I'm trying to think, dude. Wayne. I'm trying to think. <laughs> what, do you, what are you going to let shine? Your light. <laughs> and when your shirt's off? Uh, flashlight. There it is. Flashlight <laughs> is the answer. Good job. That's uh, so bad. <laughs> thanks for understanding, everyone. Oh, I'm glad we had this talk. Reddit question: ACC 200. Why does it feel like God makes some people able to feel a sense of what's right and wrong, and others not so much? Ah, that's their super <laughs> ego. Come on. Oh, got him. Thanks, Freud. Yeah, everything's phallic. Uh, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar, though. Yeah. 
Well, sometimes a lightsaber is just a lightsaber. For <laughs> the last episode, you seemed to make me like have to pause. And oh, it's just explain a, myself. It's just I like popsicles. What? Okay. Um, <laughs> Gross. Hmm. Um, tangentially, when I eat a banana in class, there's I no right sure, way to do it. No, no. I, yeah, I break it up into like I almost like quarter the banana by like piecing it. Yeah, there's there's no way I'm eating that thing. As is. Yeah, you got to eat it with a fork. <laughs> it's the only how, way you can do it. How fancy fans would that look if you take out a fork and a knife and like a nice little <laughs> sonnet right there? Super, super, super fancy pants. Yes. Oh my there God. was a there was a girl that I knew in high school, and she was from Argentina. And when they would eat um, McDonald's, they would use a fork for their French fries. Oh my goodness! She told me that she told me they were snobby. Yeah, I was gonna say John's congratulating them, but because it, it's probably yeah. Hey, sorry. What was the people, question? How are some like? Why does it feel like God makes some people able to have a sense of what's right and wrong, mm. and then other people's just like they just don't get it. Hmm. You know, like why are we putting that on when, God, dude? Yeah, that's my <laughs> like, thoughts too. Like, why is that a God thing? It's so, okay, well, it's just so you know, simple thinking. Well, God, God hardened the hearts of uh, Pharaoh, you know? Oh, I mean. Like, yeah, but like he made a lot of choices leading up to that. Yeah. And then to like come, and they come to the, me and, and they come to the conclusion that like that one statement that like, therefore like God's pulling the, st- I don't know, dude. Yeah. Who hasn't ordered kids to be thrown into the river to the alligators and hippos? I thought you were going to say, who hasn't ordered off the kids' meal menu? <laughs> to which I was going to say yes, but your question, no. Yes. No. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think that there's a lot of stuff that we give God. So we give God credit for the things that he shouldn't give get credit for. And then we give other people credit for the things that God should probably get credit for. I think we have this, like, propensity towards mix-ups. But, like, I wonder, like... I know that like enculturation and all of that stuff is is real, but then there's still like, I think there's an extent to which we desensitize kids to knowing what's wrong or feeling what's wrong or being aware of what's wrong. I don't know. Like, I think that there are times I, I even think about like common parenting methods where like sometimes we feel okay lying to our kids and then it's like a funny joke. Well, but then they're going to internalize that and think that it's funny to lie to people and in order to get a good laugh out of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I wonder how much of it is. It's just us (laughs) teaching them that way or not teaching them. Um, I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. I like that. Um, I don't know. I feel like I need to Google this, um, but I think I remember there was someone referencing a Japanese study, um, uh, study, believe in God, um, be, like that there was a, yeah, National Institutes of Health has a thing, mind perception of God in Japanese children. But it was essentially like, if I understand the study correctly, it's that like in Japanese culture, they're Yes, there's like, there is religion, um, but it's mostly ceremonial and most people are just practically, pragmatically atheists. But prior to being kind of enculturated and raised into that way of thinking, that there's this like sense among Japanese children that there is something more to life, um, that there is like some sense of like a, of a God or ultimate reality or whatever. And that's in a culture where they don't believe in God. And so my, I don't know, so my, 
I don't know, maybe my, my Christian bias, but I would just be like, so maybe God does have some stuff wired into us, but then the rest of people that are responsible for raising kids are selectively programming it out of kids. Hmm. That's really interesting. Yeah. I like the idea of eternity being hidden in our hearts, um, of it meaning, well, it's so vague as it is anyways, but, <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's where that falls for me. Like there, Chris, like what you're saying, like, wh- what does that mean for eternity to, to be, uh, inside of me? Right. Like, what does that mean for that knowledge mm-hmm. of eternity? Like, do I have access to the knowledge of that eternity inside of me? Yep. Anyways. Yeah. I want to live forever. So that's why I eat McDonald's. That's right. Followed by Chili's baby back ribs. But always with a fork. Oh, always with a fork. ribs with a fork. That's a crime. I'm pretty sure that's a crime. Is uh, it a crime? <laughs> that a song? What is that from? <laughs> That's, Sounds like that's it's probably Tool. That's Sade, fool. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, that's pretty this close. is no ordinary love. Oh, that's good. Because it's God. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Got it. God. Yep. Um, well, thank you, guys. Now I feel equipped to answer that question. You're welcome. Go on Reddit. Jesus. Nice. You should go tell... What was, that, what was that person's creative Reddit name? Jesus Christ. Uh, it was ACC200. Oh, uh, never mind. Undo. All right. Um... <laughs> This is a core question. Um, I think that in graduation season, this might be helpful to some people. Mm-hmm. How do I start focusing on myself and stop wasting time doing unbeneficial stuff? Mm. I start focusing on myself. This is good because most college kids have not been doing that for four years. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> and right. The four years before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really, just, the, it's all been the, others focused, really, if you think about it. Yeah, that's that's what college is usually marked by. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like maybe maybe they're like in that Enneagram nine space and they're just mm. they're so preoccupied with everybody else's um, agendas and to do lists that they're they're ready to put themselves on the to do list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe they're just um, maybe they're, maybe maybe they're trying to ask like how do I prioritize self? Mm. Yeah, um, I would say one book a Nordic spa. Because those are delightful. What's what a, a what's a Nordic spa? spa? Yeah. Well, when my cultured self and my wife, um, we traveled without kids for the first time, and we went to Montreal. I was going to say that's right. You went to Canada of all places. We did, and so there's this like cool outside thing that had like hot tubs and saunas. So you do 15 minutes in the hot, then you do a few seconds in cold, and then you do 15 seconds just relaxing in like a yurt or. A bubble. Hmm. So we, we like we went in the hot tub and then we went into the river that was four degrees Celsius. Oh my goodness. It was amazing. It hurt yeah. like heck. But then when you got out and once the pain left you, it was like sin. Sin was just seeping into the air around mm. us. And then we could rest in the yurt and feel good about it. It's basically I mean, it's basically the whole logic behind cold showers, right? Yeah. That it triggers the norepinephrine and then you get crazy dopamine yeah. afterwards. Yeah. So chase after that dopamine. That's right. Chase the dopamine and it'll never let you down. I hear that methamphetamine produces high amounts of dopamine. So go to town, kids. Then you can really focus on yourself <laughs> when you're in prison. When you're chewing your teeth to nubs. <laughs> when, when you're picking your skin looking for the 
subdermal insects. Ooh. <laughs> I know they're in there. Oh. <laughs> yes. Okay, uh, so read the question one more time. Okay, so how, how, do I, how do I start focusing on myself and stop wasting time doing unbeneficial stuff? I've got a good one. Yeah. Start the morning with a gratitude journal. Mm. And there's a reason it's trendy right now because that stuff's good for you, man. It's a great way to start yeah. your mind. Yeah. Mm. I also it, feel it will like, help you prioritize things well, I think. I think they have the question upside down because I think it's how do I stop focusing on myself um, and stop wasting time doing unbeneficial stuff? Because I think that a lot of times when we do unbeneficial stuff, it's, it is self-focused. But maybe, you know what, it's self-focused in a short-term hedonistic kind of way as opposed to a long-term beneficial kind of way. You know what I mean? Well, well let's like, what's the definition of an, well, give me an example of an unbeneficial thing. Cause I'd argue that anything can be beneficial. Um, three sausage McMuffin with egg in the morning. Mm. But what if you hadn't eaten all day? Like, would that be beneficial? I specified morning. Never. And it's never a good idea, John, to be clear. 100% clear. Yeah, that's that's two and a half days worth of your sodium in those three sandwiches. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say Twinkies always are just not a great... Well, You take that back. I, <laughs> I do take that back, yeah. I, I think... I can't remember what I was listening to, but someone was talking about eating Twinkies mindfully. Like, if you slow... Because, you know, whenever you eat a Twinkie, you, like, you scarf a Twinkie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, what if, if you, like, could you imagine slowly eating, I'm trying to imagine slowly eating Chris, a Twinkie and liking it. You know that, I mean? that actually in some like, um, addiction work. Um, so spe- like specifically with like, um, cigarette smoking, uh, there's some mindful mindfulness techniques that help people quit smoking really quick. And that's exactly what it is, is it, it teaches them to be mindful of their experience while they're smoking. And yeah. uh, they find out that they actually are not like the belief in their mind, like what they're getting for that transaction is like, it's not actually being met. Like it's a fallacy. And so, yeah. th- and so then when they sit and focus on the actual behavior, um, yeah. So it's like a form of like, um, CBT, like cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, but using mindfulness, like observation, it's pretty dope. That's crazy. You are. Mm. Yeah, because I think the idea of a Twinkie, like especially right now that I'm talking about it, sounds really good. I actually opened but one I bet while if you're I like, talking. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but I bet if I like slowly ate one right now, paying attention to the texture and the flavors, that I, w- I would be like, oh, this isn't food. And like, dude, like yeah. even, even, I mean, like, I'm going to say this tongue in cheek, but like really like if you did this like contemplatively, like while you're eating it, just reading, reading slowly the ingredients – Right. And like, like thinking about what those chemicals are doing. I don't know. Like, I feel like that would. Yeah. So what if, so the, the mindfulness is fine. What if eating the three sausage egg McMuffins, (laughs) right? What if that makes you eat healthier after your body is just like, oh my gosh, that was terrible. Mm. I would have to, I'd have to imagine there's a more efficient way to to eat healthier. (laughs) I'm, I'm trying to find this quote that I saw and it was basically saying like, there's three ways that people will change behavior. One of them is like through knowledge and one of them's through like pain. And then I forget the third one. I think it's like the third one is something like 
court order? S- essentially, grace. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, friends. Court order. Court order is not enough to make you change your behavior. Christopher Seals, God bless you. Uh, but I would. But eating. I those... would think pleasure would be another. Um, like there's only a handful of, uh, like, um, what do you call it? Functions of behavior. Sorry, never mind. Yeah, I never mean, mind. Yeah, <laughs> just I, I don't know. But, but you know, being in pain though, right? That seems to be very good. Oh, here's what it is. Here's the quote from John Maxwell. If you're not mm-hmm. good at outrunning and ignoring pain. That's right. 20, 21 laws of leadership. That's good stuff. People change when they hurt enough that they have to change. When they learn enough that they want to change. When they receive enough that they're able to change. Mm. Bro, that's, that's just Jesus saying you have to die to yourself and the Buddha saying that you're the cause of your own suffering. That's just, <sighs> come on. They're all saying the same thing. Got him. The ego, the ego sucks. The ego <laughs> sucks. How's that? That's good. Yeah. And I think, I guess in, to that point, I do think that the path to doing important things that actually are beneficial for yourself is to do stuff for other people. I yes. don't know. Like it it kind of seems like, yeah, the whole dying to yourself and looking at other people um, and seeing how you can be a blessing or a benefit to them um, oftentimes is the path to greatest satisfaction. Heck like yeah. I think that there's, there's like a, a like a dis- depressive despair that exists in wealthy Christian school kids. Um, and I think the remedy isn't giving, giving them a better retreat experience. I think the remedy is, um, go hang out with people who are suffering, go serve Um, somebody. Yep. Yeah. And then you will discover, um, and, and it's not even like a poverty tourism exploitation type of thing. It's sort of like a, no, when you realize that there's more of the world outside of you and there's bigger issues than like whether or not someone liked your post, like then, it, you automatically have to get rewired for a deeper sense of meaning. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Remember, yeah. remember when Julie Adams came and spoke to us, uh, like with the neuroscience stuff. Um, mm-hmm. She, I, I really need to find this because she quoted a study done, um, or or maybe it had to do with like some. Uh, is it EMRI? What what's the what's the the kind of imaging? Oh, fMRI, functional. Yeah, um, the fMRI. So evidently, like her her quote had something to do along the lines of like that the human brain functions at its like most efficient and like its high highest functioning capacity when it's serving. I mm. thought I thought that was really interesting. If you could get yeah, like neuroscience cool. to back that up, I thought that's pretty dope. That's right. So if you can get our secretary to find that for us, that would be great. That's true. Yep. Got you hear that, Uncle Bob? Bob. Bob, Bob, you better Bob, find that Bob quote. is the secretary. You do what we say. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just bossed Uncle Bob around, so that means that's the end of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening to Spiritual Undirection. Um, we appreciate your listening ears. Thank you for letting us bounce sound waves off of your eardrums. Um, especially you, my wife. We just my celebrated. Wife. We just celebrated 17 years of marriage together. Congrats, dude. Good job, man. You guys did it. Yeah. Huzzah. And she said that she was going to stop listening to our podcast so that she can save them up while she runs a marathon. Um, So I hope she laughed at some point around mile 13 during this episode. I hope Uh, we don't have to poop. (laughs) Too late. Already done. Pants are soiled. Oh, Um, (laughs) gosh. 
<laughs> well, if you are not my wife and currently running a marathon, um, I want to say that you should tell other people about our podcast. Or even if you are my wife, tell people around you. Be like, hey, listen to this podcast. And they won't listen because they have headphones in also. Um, but one of the ways that you can tell people about our uh, about our podcast is to uh, like and subscribe and post a review um, on whatever app you're using to listen to this. John, how else can they tell people about us? Well, in the same way that you can ask a question, you can also tell people about us by pinning a review on Wayne's buttocks. Nice, oh. nice, 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 nice. Ouch. Yep. Ouchies. Yep. There you can't it is. feel it. It's all silicone at this point. Ouch, that's, that's right. smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Christopher Seals. Um, and today, I learned. I don't even know what we talked about. What did we learn today? Things. Uh, <laughs> I learned things. Guys, usually I have like one of these things that I learned, but. Uh, oh, I learned that the disciples um, were chosen for comic, comic relief. Nice. Uh, my name is John Bennett, and I learned something about Japanese kids. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Wayne David Randolph, and I uh, laughed out loud when my friend John Bennett said that after the cold water that they went and rested in a yurt. <laughs> that made me laugh. Thanks, John. <laughs> we were in a yurt, and then we yeeted our problems away. Yes. Nice. We rested in a yurt. Uh, <laughs> this has been Spiritual Undirection, reminding you that all of your problems are probably from unconfessed sin. Also, a special thank you to Kyle Plant with Afterlife Beats. Go check out his stuff on SoundCloud. And thank you, Gregorian Monks. And thank you're, God you're, 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 Chris, Chris did an episode without saying <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm glad we had this talk. But we know he was thinking it.